If your spider plant is looking peaky and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On The Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things houseplants at On The Ledge Podcast. Episode four, five hundred and eighty-four of the League Cast podcast. I'm Nick Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Rockharts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Schwitt. You almost brought us way into the past there. Almost, almost a hundred episodes. Two years. Almost. Um, Nick, you got to stop playing around with time magic. That's why I, I missed last show. Is because you you fucked up time zones personally. Why did you script all. me to mess up the time zone though? That's true. I don't know why I wrote that in the script. That was really Yeah, dumb. it's a little weird. A bit weird, champ. Um, on this episode, we've got three new patrons, a tiny little bit of lead cast news and new news, uh, and then a starry for the first time in a while, and then we'll talk about the competitive uh, league scene. Uh, we'll move into roundtable, and then we've got a whole plethora of emails that we will try to get to this week. Uh, but first, Aiden, how was your past week? Mike was good. Uh, not still a ton of league. I've started like playing a little bit of flex every once in a while. I'm trying to play to some decay games. Uh, tried out this new Tom Kench build. Really fun. Want to try it out some more. Hopefully we can start playing flex again sometime like in June. I think it's like a squad because I think it'd be fun. I want to hit GM and flex. I get super doable. Um, yeah. I noticed that like GM and challenger but don't GM and challenger don't even have all the slots filled up for like flex Q and N. Wow. <laughs> so like you literally just need to hit like the base of like 500 LP or whatever it is to. Hit grandmaster that's interesting so. i would have thought that flex would have hit it before like solo queue but maybe not i mean it just it's just like it's just not played at all is the biggest yeah. thing but either way it's super easy to achieve and i think we can do it so i would like to try that cool. um outside of that um still playing through all the kingdom hearts games played through birth by sleep played through drum drum distance and now i finished going through i 100%ed kingdom hearts 2 uh and now i'm playing through it on critical mode to get my last trophy to actually have a 100 on it so, so it's critical it, like the super hard yeah mode. it's fucked man i've never played on it uh which is funny <laughs> i i find that so funny because earlier today you and i were talking in the discord about how you don't watch anime anymore and you kind of feel like it's like a waste of your time because you just don't enjoy yeah, yeah. it that much and i was going to 100 percent going to meme at you it's like yeah but you still replay kingdom hearts every six months <laughs> yeah it's not it's, a waste it's of my your like time. it's my feel-good game of like i can play this game i fucking every cutscene will just say the words to the cutscene because i know every fucking <laughs> <laughs> dude huh. it's so funny because kennedy's just like hanging out or whatever i'm just playing and i'm like <laughs> i just know all the fucking goofy cheesy lines yeah, I'm just yeah, ready yeah. For i love yeah. it oh it's so good nice how how do you have a key, how do you have a keyblade shut up <laughs> dude i fucking love all oh, i know it all that's uh, anyways oh, i'm enjoying it though because i'm gonna fucking finally uh, i literally only have one trophy left and it's beating the game on critical so i'm gonna try that it's Ooh. fucking hard uh but it's fun when do we get the aiden cut where we can download that mod pack and it's just you voicing every <laughs> cutscene? yeah oh, dude, it's so good looks like my summer vacation 
is over. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, that's that's anyways. really funny to the Kingdom Hearts players in here. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, it's so good, man. I fucking love Kingdom Hearts too. Uh, it might be my favorite fucking game of all time. Wow, interesting. <laughs> it's like it's shit in every way, other than it, it, mechanically. I still like it is like uh, now that I'm not a child anymore, uh, for the most part. Uh, I very much understand <laughs> okay. that the story isn't good and never was good, and most of it's pretty contrived. But holy fuck, mechanically, it still is just a really good game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but interesting. Uh, anyway, anyways, that's enough of me chilling about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I didn't really do too much else. I'm hoping to play more League this week, though. What about you, Colton? Uh, yeah, so I also really have not been playing much League at all. If uh, if I go to my match history here, I played one game over a week ago and then like three or four a few days before that uh, i've been taking a, a little bit of a break and uh focusing more on tft which i've just been finding to be a lot more fun uh as well as just a game mode where like i don't have to be upset that i have like x player on my team or like x smurf on enemy team right like if i if i go eighth it's because i did something wrong if i went first it's because i did something right so that feels a lot better than when you like lose a game because you're you went even in lane but your top laner's O10. Uh currently Diamond 2 in TFT, so uh hopefully Masters soon. I don't know if I'm going to push to go any higher than that. Uh but also I've been playing a lot of double up with Quinn. Uh it's kind of hilarious cuz like there's always people on and playing double up like we never have a long queue time. But also, there's only like a hundred players at diamond or higher <laughs> in double up. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like plat, I'm plat two thirty five points, and I think I'm like rank one hundred and thirty in double up. Wow. Oh my god! Um, because <laughs> just I, I don't wow. even think that it's like that nobody plays it. I think it's just that like you have to be playing with a person to be able to climb. I feel like or or like play it reliably, right? Like solo flex is awful solo double up i feel like it's even worse Mm -hmm. um but it's been it's been a lot of fun so like i think very very doable to hit rank one and two if quinn and i keep playing one and two it's it's really just like it's it's just a a numbers game number (laughs) interesting okay um what's what's really funny is uh, a friend of quinn's uh also has been playing double up and him and his buddy are are looking to do that same thing, like hit rank one and two, but they're both like actually good at TFT. I think they were both like challenger two or three sets ago in TFT. Um, so I think they have a much higher chance of doing it and especially like they'd be able to do it faster. Um, but like inside of inside of like, yeah, probably like 10, 15 games, we, we could probably be, because I don't think there's anyone Diamond 1 even in, in Double Up right now. <laughs> wow. Um, but I know that, that Quinn's like LP gains have started declining now that he's in Diamond. I don't know. It's it, it's a weird little microcosm of a very like low population queue that isn't super competitive. But hey, it's it's been fun. I've been playing a lot of it. I'll probably do a TFT community night. Um, Hell yeah sometime next week um but yeah that's uh that's about it for my week so uh i'll hand it over to you nick what you been up to yo 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 i have played uh i would say decent amount of um 
Have you played your mandatory League. minimum games? I have. In fact, I've played more than that, which is uh, nice. Um, I think I went six and five over the week, so not super great. But um, I also don't feel like I was playing very well. So any uh, any consolation there is is kind of nice. Um, I think I'm down LP just based on my gains. And you're at your um, peak really earlier in the week, though. So like, yeah, like I was at. 179 which is my my peak my all-time peak but um yeah so far um still still doing okay uh i think we talked about this like a little bit in the discord but i think like playing what you enjoy is way more important um and that's something that i've i've learned this year uh so i would i would preach that you know if you if you're having a rough go at the game you think like ranked is not treating you well Take a step back and play a little bit more for fun, and uh, and hopefully that would help. I also think, like, I mean, the reality is, as long as you're not pushing for ranked one, I don't think your character is usually the thing holding you back. Yeah, even when mm-hmm. it it is, it's not like like fucking earlier season, Jamaican banana hit rank one playing AP Ivern jungle, and it's like <laughs> I do think Ivern is like slept on for how good he is. I, I agree. I yeah. Say- I would say the vast majority of players before he hit rank one wouldn't have said Ivern is a character that you should be climbing for rank one with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or even like before that, there was like the whole huge discussion about was Riven and was it General Sniper? Is yeah. that the guy's yeah. name? Who was like, it was like, oh, he's rank one on like a 47% win rate character. Yeah, the champion like, got buffed while he was rank one. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, 99 out of 100 times, the character you play isn't holding you back. Uh, you know, unless you play Morgana, even, even, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I I think the only time that, that like your character is holding you back is in like an individual game sense. If like you still pick your one trick into a hard counter, right. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, okay, if I'm Tom Kench and like, I'm going to lock Tom Kench, even if they pick Fiora, right. Then yeah, maybe my character's holding me back, but I'm also an idiot for picking Tom Kench into Fiora. Mm hmm. And the, the reality is, like, League doesn't have those 100 to 0 matchups. Mm. Um, no, I mean, fucking the, the hardest so. matchup, the hard, the hard counters in the game are 55 45 matchups. Yeah, as, as long as you're not playing, like, Sona top, you, right? Like, yeah, something, yeah. like, super, super suboptimal. Like, yeah, it's probably fine. Like, at um, least the most egregious ones are, like, close to, like, you have a more than a 40% chance to win, which is crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe worst case scenario is, like, 60-40, and that's, like, the yeah. absolute worst case, you know? Yeah. Um, cool. So, I guess that's it for me. Still trying to progress through God of War. Uh, it, it's not spoilers, right, since it's a game from 2018, five years no, ago. you're fine, yeah. Um, boy, howdy, I got the um, Blades of Chaos. So yeah. sick. It like yeah. it, I feel like the, like the Leviathan Axe is cool. Don't get me wrong, but the Blades of Chaos just feels so good to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been I've been rocking that, uh, having a having a good time. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's it for my week. So I guess we'll we'll move on. We've got three new patrons. Shout out to X Walford. Dicarus and uh, Katie McAdey. Thank you for your support. Uh, Aiden, do we have any leadcast news? Uh, nothing too crazy. Nick and I are finishing up uh, OP.G or patron reviews. Um, so be sure to check out those. I finished like a third of mine today or maybe like half of mine today. Um, other than that, community games still doing them every Thursday night at 10 o'clock. So be sure to t- tune into that. Colton sounds like he's going to do some sort of TFT game sometime in the next like couple weeks. So yeah, I, I mean, do it I was, like three minutes before whenever yeah, yeah. Tries to do 
I just thought it was funny because people were sitting the around classic. like where they're waiting for me to start because I usually like go to the bathroom and stuff while like mm-hmm. I'm getting people like into the lobby. Um, and I come back, they're like, "Hey, we have eight people. Do we just want to play TFT instead?" I said, "Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think I am?" That's funny. <laughs> but no, I said, like, "Go, you, go talk you to Cole." Played, you played a hyper role for a minute. Yeah, yeah, fucking dude, they ruined hyper role because they introduced carousel to hyper role. <laughs> oh, dude, like it's like, we can, uh, that's that's not a, not a discussion for tonight. But fucked carousel, dude. <laughs> yeah, this isn't TFT cast. Um, that's a different. But, not yet. We can hop into the show, I guess. Yeah. Um. Cool. Do you want to talk about the first one? The Iron Player buys Challenger account. Yeah. So this happened like a week ago. I saw it all over Twitter. Where this Iron Player, Iron Four Player, bought a Challenger, uh, one thousand LP account on NA. Um. I wonder how much that did, cost. Did he? It's probably like five hundred dollars. No, That's he just less than he, I thought. His response was, fuck you guys. This is my account. I didn't buy it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, but then people found out that his account's iron for. But anyways, mm. uh, so he, he buys his account. It's iron 1000 LP, and he plays 70 games on it and wins, like, I think, 10 of them. Not, not even 10 of them. I think he wins, like, 6 of them or something like that uh, out of 70 that he plays. Uh, and in those 70 games, he goes from Challenger MMR to Silver 3 MMR. He is currently oh. plat 1. And he's playing in Silver 3 games as a Plat 1 player because he lost so much from Challenger. Wow. Isn't yeah, that crazy? I, so I, I, I don't think people like... We've, we mentioned this a little bit um, last week, I think you and I, Aiden. I don't think people understand exactly how high Challenger 1000 LP <laughs> yeah. is. Like, I, I mean, that's the equivalent of climbing, what, two and a half like tiers just from masters yeah like I, I don't know even even that i don't think is a uh like a a good indication of yeah how i mean like it is. even take like like your average like lp gain loss into account of like let's say 22 23 mm-hmm. the fact that you can lose like 45 games in a row and still be masters yeah, yeah. like yeah that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's fucked. Um, it, it's interesting to see that he wins sometimes. It's I don't crazy. Even know if this it's is him. like if you open up the games, dude. It's fucked. The games that he wins. Like his last game that he won was ten games. He ten games days ago. He stopped playing. I'm, I'm assuming he might have got banned. I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. like he's just inting every game. Um, he had a game <laughs> where he won, where he went three and six on Karthus, and his his jungler got fifteen <laughs> kills, and his mid laner got fifteen kills. It's really <laughs> like, funny. You you open this up. His top laner is silver three, jungler silver two, the rest of his team is silver three, and he's diamond four at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, he, he t- I mean, and like, this goes to show you, like, people say, like, oh, like, it, I, I can't get to my rank in time or, like, uh, whatever. No, the, the fucking game puts you where you deserve to be pretty quick. De fact, to go from challenger MR to silver three MR in 70 games is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like, also, <laughs> does it does it suck when the the system like doesn't catch you up quickly enough? Yeah, absolutely. But I I think like it is important to give props to the system for putting this player like a, as low as he is as fast as it did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I do find it hilarious that I can I can guarantee you at this point like hundreds of times over somebody has loaded into a game with this guy went to op.gg yeah, or, like, oh, or whatever fuck. happened and he says ah fuck this guy is gonna wreck us he's a giga smurf <laughs> yeah, why, yeah why is there a masters player in my gold two lobby mm-hmm. yeah exactly at this point yeah his like last game he was like yeah it's like a silver four lobby mm-hmm. and this guy's sitting platinum <laughs> he's like oh my god there's I... platinum carry in my game <laughs> I want so badly for this person to keep playing because I want to see 
where they actually settle because i feel like it's probably going to be higher than like it it, they like if they were an iron four player with like 300 games i feel like even like losing as much as they are they would probably settle in like bronze two yeah i mean it's very hard to gain so much just playing against better players yeah Mm. i also think it's really really hard to get iron to, like yeah, to, go to have go down to iron. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. I think it makes like it's it's pretty easy if you were a new player starting on the game and yeah, you start but to go and down. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty hard to like yeah to continue to fall and fall. And Pro- fall and probably fall. for good reason. We probably don't want that to be too easily attainable. I mean, it shouldn't suck players in, right? Like it should yeah, be very yeah. much like you you were new to the game, you're learning, uh, and you can nah, hopefully no, get no, out no. of there. Make it make it suck players down so that we don't have three thousand LP. <laughs> topo challenger anymore exactly I, I think i think all master players should go down to iron to reduce the ladder <laughs> I, I i mean i still think um like uh, iron should be a place where you just don't lose lp yep. right like y- your losses just don't count um while you're while you're in iron it, it's, you know as soon as the, uh bronze you know you, you get into bronze it could it could work that way yeah, um we've but Har- harsland did times. that yeah harsland did it, that, it, it i just, think that's a really good way to, to do it yeah, exactly. It's literally a almost a training ground, if you will. Yeah, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. You just learn, you play. It's cool. Um, yeah. Other thing was uh, I want to talk about scripting in high yield a little bit because I I, th- I see discussions about this a lot, especially on Reddit right now, and I think there's merit to it. Um, so there has been a lot of hackers recently, especially in high MMR lobbies, um, specifically the Tom Kench hacks that you've been seeing, where like you can globally teleport with this W. Um, it can be also done on Ryzar. It's done mostly on Tom Kench because his obviously you can level at level one. Um, and then there's the uh, Wardstone glitch where you can get dupe two uh, Vigil Wards Wardstones and then sell and refund one of them um, and get infinite money. So as soon as you hit level thirteen, you can get infinite money. Um, and then there's a ton of other scripts with like uh, various other things like classic dodge scripts and stuff like that. That we're seeing a lot of. Uh, and when I say a lot of, I mean a lot more than League of Legends has ever had, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which still isn't a lot. Um, I feel like we've talked about this a ton on the show where League is pretty fucking good. Like, I don't know. I've seen maybe like two or three scripters in my 13 years playing. Colton said, I think has seen like a fair bit more, but not like a ton. I think mostly a lot of yeah. years Colton was from like older, like uh, solo queue as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, definitely I, I saw more back in, in the day. And again, this was, I think when I was playing at a higher level, in terms of like percentage of the player base where i think that like there there are people who are good at the game that script and like do it well where it's yeah. like i'm controlling my play my my character 95 percent of the time but like crazy team fight happens maybe i turn on my dodge script and like those are a lot harder to catch yeah um as well as like those players are basically the rank that they are you know, maybe like I'll, I'll put an asterisk or like minus 100 LP. But like, if, if you're not obviously scripting, it's because you're playing at that level 99% of the time. Yeah, you'll see VODs of like, and I'm not tearing to defend scripters, but like, you'll see VODs where like sometimes there are just scripters who are just fucking blow, and it's pretty obvious yeah, that they yeah. like, they run their character in a melee range, um, like on AD Harry's and only live because they're dodging shit. Sorry if you can hear that car. Fucking so loud. Holy That's shit. fine. That's fine. Um, and then, uh, then you see actually good players where, yeah, they turn them on at key moments, and they're still mechanically overall a really good player. Like, I've, I've seen, like, the last time I saw Scripter was, like, season seven, I want to say, and it was this Vayne who, all game, she played not scripting anything, or at least not obviously, and then she had one team fight that we were losing that she fucking very obviously, like, 
flipped a switch and <laughs> dude, she fucking frame perfect dodged like eight <laughs> things in a row. And it's like that player is a really good player, like was a high diamond player um, that is probably slightly inflated because they script. And I'm not here to defend scripters, but like people do use them well mm-hmm. at that level. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's like the, the other thing is that most people who are scripting obviously get caught in band yeah. pretty quickly. So they're, they're not really a problem and like they're not common, right? Like if it's a bronze player who just has like, Cassiopeia scripts running permanently that that person probably plays like 30 40 50 games and and gets banned it's it's the person who's like a d1 Ezreal player who scripts 10% of the time and it's like okay are they actually dodging all of those skill shots and hitting every cue or did they turn it on like it's hard to tell right and that's the thing that most people's like the sample size to determine if somebody is scripting matters so much right like they might just be playing really well that team fight. They might have gotten lucky. Like, it, it it's really really hard to be able to tell confidently that someone's scripting. Uh, in in my case at least, like I I know of at least three players who I played with for a time and found out later that they were scripting. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, damn, they're really good at dodging things. Like, and I had heard other people call them like say they're scripting. It's like it's tough to fucking tell. Yeah, for sure. I, and uh, the, I wouldn't. Sorry, go ahead, Nick. I just want to say, if you're listening to this, you probably just have not played with the scripter. I, I think like the the uh, I, I you guys are saying that like there are people who turn them on like sometimes and, and things like that, but I think it's just so rare that like this is not affecting you. the The person who like dodged your skill shot just dodged the skill shot. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So like I one hundred percent. I've I've seen less than 20 accounts scripting in my 10,000 games of league of legends mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for sure um, um my whole point of this was that uh so we have been seeing a lot more of these at higher low more uh blatant ones of the classic like pike smite group and stuff of doing the tom kench abuse doing the wardstone bug doing all these things where it feels weird because this hasn't been a thing forever. We we've seen the fuck it. You can now cool that you can in, import scripts to uh, overflow your runes, so you can do the fucking classic like season one video with the Urgot where you flash it around the like base like a hundred times. Where you can do that with uh, redemptions. You can buy redemption, just use it a million times a second um, as like a global fucking nuke. Um, and it's like it's just so weird because it feels like this is all probably stemming from when Riot source code got leaked. Um, is my guess it feels maybe it's just a coincidence but like it feels like this has been a thing and riot weirdly hasn't addressed it at all and once again i don't think it's like oh my god every second lobby you get into in high yellow solo queue is this is this issue but it's like you see streamers like complaining about it enough that it's probably like one in 50 100 games which is a lot mm-hmm. uh especially at yeah. high low where these people there's there's these tom kenjas that dude they do it every single fucking game like level one they just w top lane um and they've done it like 70 games in a row and they've gone up like 500 LP and just like, that's crazy that they haven't been banned. Right? Like that, that seems yeah. wild that not only have they not been banned, they haven't been punished. Riot hasn't said anything about it. And like, it seems like they're making no action. The, the Wardstone glitch was a thing even before I saw the Tom Kench exploit where you can like sell your Wardstone and get infinite money. And they disabled Wardstone for, I don't know, a day and then re-enabled it. it the bug was still in the game. The Tom Kench thing, they disabled Tom Kench for a day. They re-enabled it. The bug's still in the game and they just haven't said anything. It's so weird. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's to me. Like, the, the response from Riot has definitely been lacking. Like, it's it hasn't been fixed. It's not, like, temporarily disabled. And there, as far as what I've seen, hasn't been commentary even of, like, 
we know this is happening we're looking into it a lot of these players are doing this this stuff like multiple games every game like you know they've done it at this point 50 60 times like the fact that these accounts are are still not banned is, is wild to me and like i i would like to hear your guys' thoughts on like appropriate punish for this but like honestly to me like this is instant ip permaban like oh yeah like, for sure like right, it, like <laughs> i i think there's a difference between like small bug abuse like um uh, I don't even have a, a good example. Well, like the, the Karthus, like buy items refund thing where yeah. like, yeah, even that I, I would say there's like no punishment. Cause like that is just a known weird interaction with like the refund system, which I think should be removed. But like that, that I think is like the, the, the far other side of the spectrum of like, this is exploiting something in the game that gives you a power advantage. Um, it's way more vague if it's intended or not, right? Like, yeah. or, like not intended, but like, for, like there's tons of like animation cancels that, in mm-hmm. theory, yeah, could just yeah, be yeah. like an exploit, right? Um, and it gets into this like weird gray area where this is very much. I mean, the, the Tom Kench one, for example, is you're uploading a script into the game to overload the things, right? Like you literally are implement like uh, uploading like hacks yeah. <laughs> to your fucking game. Like, like this is this is game ruining versus yeah something that I, I don't know gives you a small competitive advantage or something like that. So, I, I just yeah, think it's I'm, weird. I'm, I'm I, I just Colton, think it's yeah. very strange they haven't said anything. It feels like they don't know um, how this is happening, or else there would be probably some level of like things had. Like the reality is, Tom Kent should probably be disabled until they can figure it out. Wardstone should probably be disabled until they can figure it out. Um, yeah, I, 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 I almost feel like if like it, not to be a little riot simp and and protect them, right? Uh, but it. I almost feel like if, if this is intentional to not like draw a ton of attention to it. Um, I mean, if you're not like plugged into that Twitter, yeah, link Twitter, yeah. or paying attention to like high elo streamers, I can imagine you probably go through this not not knowing at all. You, you know that this is happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, so there's I, a huge amount of the player base who doesn't know yeah. that this exists and won't know until after it's fixed. Yeah. So and and not to say like this is the right way to handle it. Like they shouldn't draw attention to it or whatever. But like, I, I wonder if that's the, if that's the reason. Yeah. Cool. I guess one, one thing that would be, I think a, a good response that I, I, you know, again, I'm have, have no influence over, but like if I was at riot games making the decisions and like, I, I would probably just disable those characters and, and items that are broken. But like, if you're not going to do that, I would probably like, set up a specialized like ticket type so that when you report these people it goes directly to like an internal team to review right where it's like hey i believe that x character is you know exploiting the wardstone bug yeah mm -hmm. like x x summoner name because like one that gives them a much better data set to review and hopefully identify the fix but then also those players get punished more quickly well i also feel like this should be something that's pretty easy to, uh, I don't know, see, you know, Identify, like, yeah. Hey, this on average, Tom Kench is on in whatever, whatever role, whatever lane, whatever are using W I, I don't know, 200 times a game. Hey, in, in these games, he's casting it 300, like 500, like 3000, you know, there's, uh, there has to be some way to like oh oh this person is using redemption six hundred times in one in one thirty minute match, you know the the why I feel like this should just be like an automatic flag you know. Yeah, those those 
uh, again, I don't, I don't know how their I don't either database works, yeah. but I would imagine those things would be like findable. Yeah, I think especially like number of activations of like redemption or even just like you know redemption damage numbers, redemption healing numbers, right? Where you're like, show me the top five percentile. Mm-hmm. Oh look, this person dealt 14,000 damage with redemption in a 25 minute game. I wonder what happened there. Yeah, oh they caught they cast it a thousand times in 10 in in 10 minutes. Like, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Cool. This is not <laughs> this is not you know an acceptable level. So, I I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. Yeah. Cool. Um awesome. Do we want to move into the story? Uh I just yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to mention I don't know if you put it in competitive Oh, you, you did put it in the competitive league section. So we'll talk about it then. About the EG stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Um, awesome. Colton, you want to tell us about the starry? Yeah. Hey, we got a five-star review. We like it when our listeners do that, so we read them all on, a, on the show in a section called the five-starry section. Get it? Because five stars and Ari's in the name. So, uh, hey, thank you, Brad, for sending this review. And thank you to all of our listeners who didn't know about this and are going to send us a five-star yeah. review after the show. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but Brad's thing says, uh, finally found somewhere to leave a review. Best anime review podcast. Sometimes they talk about video games. Rare occasionally, <laughs> they uh, rare occasion, uh, they talk some about some League of Legends game. Overall, really great. Hosts are really entertaining. Great chemistry. Five out of five star-shaped fox girls. Wow, thanks, Brad. <laughs> I find it funny because we've gotten, I think, a few reviews like this, and there's, there's, I feel like 100% chance that somebody has seen that and been like, oh, they don't actually talk about League on this League of Legends podcast? That's <laughs> Maybe. But also, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the last time we talked about anime. Also, yeah. Yeah, it must have been this is from, this is from December, um, but I also never grabbed it because it was from, uh, I was on Audible. <laughs> oh. oh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, I knew that you could leave reviews audible. So, yeah, the next the next person to leave a five star review, also include in your review how you were able to do it, so that we can start telling people where they can do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Um, but thank cool. you, Brad, for the five star review, and to everyone who's ever sent us a five star review. And on to the and next. If you section, haven't, fuck you. Yeah, if you've you've, you've listened kidding. to more than one episode <laughs> and didn't leave a five star review, I'm giving you yeah. a zero star review. <laughs> Bad person. Personally, I'll send it to you in the mail. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Brad. Um, let's talk about competitive league. So we had the LEC playoffs where the worst has happened. Mad Lion and G2 are going to world uh, to MSI. Sorry, that's a worst case scenario. Not the way that we thought. Um, so Mad Lions ended up be- beating G2. Uh, and then I don't remember who they played after that. Um, but, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Um, Mad Lions won all the way to grand finals where they played BDS. The winner would go to MSI. The loser would stay home. Uh, and G2 is going on points, right? Um, so, uh, they'll be, it's going to be G2 Mad Lions. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this is a, a really good example of why like points aren't a very good system. Um, because I mean, neither of them going off of points. Uh, oh, is G two not going off of points? No, they're going off of the fact that they won winter. Um, oh, I see. Sports. I see. Um, gotcha. But either way, it is funny because like we still are <laughs> sending the T 
team that finished fourth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like mm-hmm. I, honestly, like I, I don't, I don't think anyone's upset sending G two because I think most people are very people aware that like G two. Yeah. Can I mean, and they also are a team that historically can show up and do really well internationally, regardless. Yeah. Um, but still, G's there. Still, you could <laughs> have a team. Still, G two still could have one uh, winter and then got in. Uh, then I went, uh, sorry, <laughs> got last in the second next split, right? They could have yeah. got first than 10th, and then that would have been an issue. That would have been like, fuck, are we sending our 10th team to uh, MSI? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any issue. Just like we thought fucking Mad and G2 were going. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because we were talking last week about how we were expecting G2 to win, then Mad to go because G2 won. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no points. Like shenanigans here. Just like the system still is not perfect, but... Uh, it's mostly due to the fact that it's very rumored that we're going to get a third international tournament next year and EU having three splits will obviously have three tournaments that you're qualifying for. So it it won't actually have these weird shenanigans next year. So I don't think it's really an issue that they need to fix. It's just having weird situations like this could lead to bad, weird turnouts for international events. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think ideally, right. Everyone is always like if they're, when there is an international event, you want it to be as competitive and evenly matched as possible because mm-hmm. those lead to the most entertaining games. Mm-hmm. And, and so whenever there are systems in play that like either made it, so let's say a 10th place team went to this event or could, that definitely is time to like take a look at that system and, and at least ask the question, like, does this need to be adjusted? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, hey, let's talk about uh, Evil Geniuses, huh? yeah so i i hadn't had a chance to to look at it yet what happened uh well it's just so they they put out a weird statement uh let me pull up the weird statement uh let's start with that (laughs) um either way the the gist of it is they are probably dropping most of the roster um so they put out a statement on uh i think it was friday where Wow, God, they tweet so much, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. It's actually crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the worst fucking statement I've ever seen, though. For um... Oh, here it is. Evil Geniuses takes great pride in our commitment and uh, to competitive performance and talent development. After the outcome of our uh, 2023 spring split season, we will be making roster changes that fully align with this commitment. We are looking forward to share updates uh, uh, as we look forward to building our team and preparing for summer split. That's what, what they say. What a bunch of um absolutely nothing that's really weird and then uh then we immediately get like the the roster like leak rumors uh and they are dropping every player other than jojo and considering dropping jojo uh and they've already dropped their coach today um and the rumor is that they're going full budget roster and like kind of just dropping everything Hmm. so just kind of giving up on uh on lcs huh yeah, they're not putting money into it. Is the rumor? Once, once again, who knows? They could be wrong. Uh, I do trust the people who have like leaked these things so far. Um, but it sounds like yeah, they're just dropping their entire fucking roster, which is crazy. Yeah, Business that's wild. Decisions. <laughs> um, and then alongside that, or at least pretty recently, I'm not, I didn't remember the date on the article, but Richard Lewis put an article out about the the behind the scenes happenings at EDG. Um, a first of many articles it seems like i don't know if there's a, a, a scope yet but uh yeah the the behind the scenes there also seems very wonky and aligns with this very like nothing corporate tweet about 
hey, we're really com- we're really committed uh, committed to competitive integrity. So we're going to fire all of our good players and buy a budget roster so we can go eighth. Well, what makes me laugh is like we're competitive. We're um, like we're committed to building a roster that matches our like view. Like that's yeah. that's what roster building is, right? Like yeah. you're not going to put together yeah. a roster that. Like wow, we really want a strong mid laner. I don't know, man. Let's let's go look at master for like for that player. Like I, I don't, mm. it's just so weird. What a weird way to say nothing. Yeah, yeah I forget. In the, in the Richard Lewis article, he talked about something they did. I forget what game it was. It might have been. It might have been Counter Strike. I think I think it was some shooter game, where like they, like I think cleared their roster. Or didn't have a roster, but they basically just like picked 15 people from like the equivalent of like middle low masters and we're like we're gonna find our five next players from this hmm. group apparently yeah uh, <laughs> and like you know they, they wanted to make it like a big thing where it's like look at us developing and finding talent and it's like uh i think richard lewis called like the the throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks <laughs> method right where it's just like i guess that's that's how you could do it is you could just you know you you could just message a hundred people in like the two hundred to three hundred LP band to try and find your new roster, or you could actually have like scouts or qualities coaching staff to find good players. Yeah, that's wild, huh? Truly yeah. living evil. Yeah, it, it's strange. And Richard Lewis also put out like a article, the first part of one part uh, of a two part thing on EG. I'd recommend reading it. Um, it's out on his Substack. I'd recommend reading that. Uh, the second part should come out sometime next week. It's pretty good. It's definitely very damning that like that they have lots of management issues, um, not lots of good things. So, <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. and and as usual, I would say like for the the casual viewer, like it, it is not the players that is, that are the problem nine out of ten times with these organizations. Yeah. Probably ninety nine out of a hundred, right? It's like eg bad does not mean jojo bad yeah it means that like the 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 person sitting in the chair in his boss's 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 office you know like a lot of people i think you know have a disconnect there where it's like well i'm a fan of evil genius i like jojo and it's like that doesn't mean it's a good company (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's sad hopefully like they get their shit together it just sounds like they have some weird management with the whole like company buying them up and stuff Mm -hmm. so Hopefully everything goes well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then MSI is starting soon. Um, so the schedule will be playing stage May 2nd to 7th, uh, bracket stage May 9th to 14th, and then 16th to 20th, and then grand finals will be May 21st. Um, and then Aiden, you were mentioning it starts at, what, 8 a.m. Eastern time? 8 a.m. Eastern, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited. So someone who works from home, it's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, for people who really don't nice. work from home, it's not very much fun. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's all right. Cool. Cool. Um, awesome. I guess that's it. So let's jump into yeah. the roundtable question. Cool. Last week's question was, share your knowledge, tw- tips or tricks for your main or another tidbit of knowledge that could be useful. Colton, do you have any tid- tids, uh, tips or tricks for your main or just random knowledge? Uh, yeah, I can, I can drop a little bit of random knowledge. Um, I mean, in in terms of like some characters that I've played a lot of, um, you know, the first thing I would say is like Zillion Q will automatically like latch onto a target when they come out of stasis or like a revive or something. 
Um, so if you're playing Zillion and they put like double bomb down, like on top of, let's say somebody in hourglass, it's going to instantly apply those and they can't like flash out of it. Please don't walk onto those double bombs to get into melee range. Cause then that won't happen and they will escape. Um, so please don't, don't lose your team the game that way. There's like a whole uh, like priority system too, right? For... Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, it'll prioritize enemy champions, then allied champions, then, uh, like enemy units and allied units. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause you can like put it on a minion and stuff. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say for Zillion is that his passive only works if he's putting you over the top to like a new level. Uh, so if you're at like 90 XP and you need to get to 100 XP, he will give you 10 XP, even if he has like 200 stored. Oh, um, interesting. And he can't just like give you 100 XP if you're, let's say, 150 away from your level up. Um, not common that it really matters, but there have definitely been games where I'm like sitting with 700 XP stored, like pinging all of my teammates, like, please let, let me give one of you guys like half of a full level. That's so much gold worth of stats that you're going mm -hmm. to get if any of you would just tell me and like ping your experience bar <laughs> um the only other one i would say this is for mf um is that like your q bounce um like calculates when the first q actually hits the minion um so mm. like if you move to the left or right you can kind of aim it a little bit or if something displaces the minion, that can also affect it. Um, so like if something, if like an Alistar bops the minion into them, you can extend the range. Or if you like walk or flash to the side, you can make it turn a little bit. That's really cool. I didn't know you could flash to redirect it. it yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I don't like, I, I wouldn't really ever see a situation where that, is worth doing but um mm -hmm. more so the like walking left or right is what i would do to like make it more likely to hit the the person you're trying to mm -hmm. yeah cool awesome uh and then a general one i'm gonna i'm giving you three oh my God. uh support quests they are not unique you can you can fully proc multiple support quests in a game 99 out of 100 times this is a bad idea um, but like you could proc a full spell thieves, sell it, and then get like the spectral sickle and get another thousand gold from that support quest. So, um, I, I want to clarify if you sell the same support item, yeah, you can't sell the same one and buy it it's, back. Yeah. Well, you can, right? And well, you can be, buy it back and it'll be still. fully, yeah. It'll, it'll yeah. Be fully but if you still. sell like the AP harass item and you buy the AD harass item, that will you'll you'll start a new quest and, and start from the mm -hmm. hero. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I think that's a very important distinction to uh to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those awesome. are my silly, silly tips and tricks. Cool. Some from our community. Uh one from our Twitter from Nas Ezro says, I'm not sure if he appreciates its promo, but maybe in the podcast format feel uh feel free to ignore. Um he says, I have twenty five uh shorter champion tip videos on my YouTube channel. It's mostly about <laughs> optimal skill usage and combos. Here's my Alawi video. And it's it's a really good video. It like kind of breaks through cool. like what you can do with Alawi. Um he says in text format, you can use Alawi W to jump over small walls. 
Uh, most useful is probably at Gromp. You can uh, easily get the get two. Um, if it's perfect, uh, three tentacles on the Drake slash Baron pit for easy objectives. And while you're while you're in your R animation, you're immune to CC for a short time, so you can use that for Yas and Viar. It's really really good. He has a bunch of those videos. It's cool. Um, from our Discord, Pards Bay said you can cast Gragas R while you're in E, so you are while you while you E flash, and you guarantee the knockback uh, into your team before the enemy can even flash out of it. Wallace said, giving the optimal leash uh, on Shen involves using your Q at 117 to get your passive shield, then again at 125 as soon as it's back up for three empowered autos, then again at 133 for another three empowered autos, and you have your shield uh, at 133 to block an auto from the camp. So in total, you can give your jungler six empowered autos uh, and a blocked attack from the camp. 117 to get your shield? Uh, You're procking procking it early... Yeah. So that you can, when you so you oh, don't proc it at oh, one twenty-five, yeah, yeah. so you can uh, pre-proc gotcha. your autos, but still then actually proc shield. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. I see. I see. I see. Which that is yeah, no. super niche, but that's exactly what we were looking for. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, like I, I don't think I do that exact one, but I have another setup that I do where I like do five autos, um, and block one out. I think like uh, red buff for my jungle. It, it, dude, Chen gives the faddish leashes if you do that. Dude, five empowered autos on Grump yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so good. Cool. Um, and then last but not least, I got one from Arctic who says a little Orn tip in before in in slash before team fights. Think of your Q as less of a damage tool to for Orn, um, and the more uh, and more often as a way to set up your E in a spot where you'll have more impact. People don't awfully often pay super close attention to where the pillar went up, especially if there's a ton of other abilities flying. So you can get tons of surprise knockups on multiple enemies uh, with a little planning. Bonus points if you combo this with your R. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I obviously understand this, but like, I feel like a lot of people, including myself, fall into the trap of like, you're always just trying to use Orn Q at the enemy just directly a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you hope it's a good spot. Whereas, like, yeah. you can literally just only position yourself that is going to be a good spot when the fight happens. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's a very super interesting cool. tool. Dude, how good would Orn Q be if you could cast it any range? Like, like obviously within the circle, like, you could cast it like short take. Oh, like, like short? That. Yeah. That'd yeah, be, yeah. it'd be really good. It'd be really, really good. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, this week's Groundhog question is, what Do are you thankful for? Do we want to read the ones for Yasuo? That's also here? Uh, no, I, I, I just pulled like a bunch. I was just screenshotting random stuff. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, this week's Roundtable question is, uh, what are you thankful for in League of Legends? Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm thankful that it's been a pretty, pretty well-balanced season so far. I, I don't think we've had like too many blatantly like just broken things yet i'll say yet (laughs) how are you guys um i'm thankful for nick cooper and aiden rock arts because they play the game with me and (laughs) i don't know if i'd that you don't have to play. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, like having having people to play the game with is always definitely a, a big bonus. Yeah. Um, I would also say like uh, just like the existence of ARAM and custom game modes. Again, I know a lot of us wish that there were more and that they came out more often. But like the the fact that there's not just ranked solo queue is huge. Like if if the game was just like you can queue up for ranked solo queue or, or blind normal, no ARAM, no flex, no like nothing else. Like I, I feel like the game would not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know, as as much as those systems could be a lot better, uh, the fact that they are even there at all is nice. Cool for sure. 
Um, yeah, mine is just like overall, I, I think League is still a very good game. And I think Riot, um, although they haven't been very communicative in the past, I think they're them putting out those like monthly dev blogs and stuff like that have been, it's been really, really great. And I feel like I have a very positive outlook on the future of the game. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Colton, I've been, uh, I've been waiting for some Nexus Blitz. It's been, it's been too long. Hell yeah. Um, We're going to hit rank one and two on Nexus Blitz. Hell yeah. Obviously I'll be rank one. Yeah, of course. You're, you're a better League of Legends <laughs> player than me. So you now. have more LP than me. For now. Um, Cool. Let's. Uh, I guess we'll move into mail fight. The first one's from Jen. Hey, this is the first email I've sent, uh, but I love talking about my main too much to resist. Um, do you think... <laughs> obviously, this person means first to, to our podcast, but do you think anyone has ever sent leadcast their very first email ever (laughs) (laughs) you know i just got an email (laughs) i almost want to say i feel like we might have gotten that in in a roundabout way when we got the email from like the mom of that younger listener Mm, maybe we're like i don't think that that kid probably had ever sent an email in his life and even though he didn't send that one it was like you know fair enough fair enough that that that's probably the closest we've ever been (laughs) Hey, if cool. you've ever sent an email before, send us one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they say, I used to play a lot more League, but stopped after a few years uh, after going abroad and only recently started again. But before quitting, I had 500,000 mastery on Janna. Some of these tips are obvious, but I wanted to share anyways. If you're trying to disengage, aim the tornado in the direction you're running. Um, keep your tornado or ult up to interrupt certain champions. Uh, Lisa and Leona, Katarina, Yone, etc. There's nothing more satisfying than ruining their engage with a single Q and forcing them to walk away in shame. As far as I know, Monsoon Knockback follows flash rules regarding walls, so depending on which wall, it'll result in either a mini stun or push them over a wall. Shielding turrets is mostly useless and feels bad, so don't do it. Uh, learn which side someone will appear uh, on when using teleport, so you can start charging a tornado. Uh, and that's about it. Again, sorry if some of these are common sense, but it's hard to judge what other people know about your main. Thanks, Jen. I think those are some good tips. Those are awesome. Yeah. Next email is from Christian. who says, hey, LeadCast crew. I was listening to your podcast while you spoke of proximity queue and it not being coincidence. This reminded me of my freshman year of college when I was trying full AD attack speed <laughs> TF jungle uh, totally running it down and being flamed by a mid-lux on my team who was incredibly toxic. A few days later, I'm hanging out with a new friend one hallway down and he's playing League, which I didn't know he played. He says he mains Lux and I noticed his username, which seemed very familiar. I asked him if he recently played with an attack Uh-oh. speed TF jungle, <laughs> which he replied something very negative. And I went to my match history to find out it was Uh-oh. actually him. We both laughed and he called me dog at league. I figured you may find this interesting. Thanks for the podcast and entertainment you all provide, Christian. That's so funny. I feel like it's it had to be like proximity based to some extent. Yeah, I mean I I I would imagine at the very least like it's trying to match players with similar pings yeah, to some yeah. degree. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would it, like if if there's an option right where it's like if there's 100 players all at the exact same MMR, it might group them by ping at some mm-hmm. level. That makes sense, yeah. Um, it's also very much, I think, just like a coincidence that if you play enough, you're going to run into people, like, you know, randomly running into a, a league cast listener, you know, has happened to me several times, and, you know, 
of the millions of people playing League of Legends, a, a few thousand listen mm-hmm. to League Cast. Of that, I don't know how many would recognize my username in a ranked game. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Cool. But yeah. Thanks, uh, Christian. Uh, next email is from Sam. Hey, Legends. Love the content in the chat every week. Listening in from Canberra, Australia. Uh, I've been playing League since Season 2, and it's so interesting hearing different takes on the game. I've mained Ash and Zoe since release, and I feel like I know a fair bit about them. One thing many people don't know is that Zoe bubble range can be increased by casting it at the last second of your ult portal jump. This has caught out countless people who shortly uh, after see a gray screen. Zoe's damage is not busted. Fun fact, I now have a two-year-old daughter called Zoe, and my fiancé's name is Ash. This is all unintentional. Keep up the good work, Sam. I seriously doubt that uh, is what I have to say. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Next email is from Carl. Hey, guys, love the show. Been listening for a couple years now. I've recently taken a four-month break from the game as my PC was out of action. I'd been filling the void by playing Wild Rift, but after returning, I feel overwhelmed and lost with what's strong and what's fun to play. Any suggestions on what to try to pick to get myself back into the swing of things? I'm a Rengar main, but enjoy playing pretty much anything in any role. Many thanks, Carl. I mean, Rengar is super good right now, and if you're a Rengar main, I would definitely keep playing him if you're not yeah. enjoying him and want to find what else is good there's tons of web websites that show like aggregate win rates for characters over whatever elo you might be in um I, I don't know if you're looking for what's fun for you that's a really difficult question to to know without being you yeah it is um i, I we have a listener large dad who's gone on an absolute tear recently on rengar the dude is um going absolutely crazy uh so yeah rengar's pretty strong right now um i feel like i i want to say that kha'zix plays like kind of similarly which is weird because they're a little bit of uh they're they're rivals you know um and maybe i'm uh you know just kind of wanting that to be the case but i I mean they, they are relatively similar right like they're ad assassins that try to seek out isolated on on, yeah just getting the jump on you Mm -hmm. um obviously there's a lot of similarities a lot of differences you know some people might call them the exact same character some people (laughs) might say the same thing about like sona and seraphine yeah or about like what what were the ridiculous examples i and malzahar (laughs) vain and malzahar same same exact character basically (laughs) cool uh Thanks, yeah. Carl. Um, next email is from Tentacles. Uh, Dear Cast, my name is Tentacles. Uh, as you know, I'm a bit of a winger. I wing? Winger? What does that mean? I, I, I don't know. I, whiner? I whine? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I listen to it while I'm commuting or I'm at the office because I find it passes the day faster and allows me to focus on my passion and try to improve on League while not even playing. I found that by improving my mentality towards the game, it helped me improve and my results showed quickly. However, you are all aware that I am desperately trying to improve and climb to Diamond using my OTP Alawi. I think my primary issue uh, is that despite winning a large number of games, it is hard to climb um because of my mmr and the gains and losses in lp 
are extremely hard to manage and maintaining a positive mental attitude is hard when you gain plus 16 to 20 and lose between 27 and 30. What's the best way of overcoming my frustrations at gains and losses and just try uh, trying to focus on improving and separating these goals? Secondly, one of the problems with the champion I love is that she has always been a pretty trash champ and therefore a very niche. This uh, means that despite recent popularity, people don't know how to play with her. They assume Laoi is OP and therefore I should always have pressure in prio. This is not true. Early, it's impossible to roam. I'm very weak pre-6 and my jungler doesn't respect my wave state, etc. As I often give over the early push to choose to freeze. How do I communicate to the jungler that they won't have help on top scuttle? This carries over to the other two issues, like my two item spike being very strong in 1v2 situations, but at one item, even when I'm ahead, doesn't mean I can team fight or skirmish effectively, especially without technical setup. How do I communicate that without tilting people and keeping the jungler on my side? Thanks. Hope you have an amazing day. 10 tickles. Um. So first up, I think like, so we all have like, individually seen his um opgg and how like <laughs> i'll say dire it is um he's winning a ton of games he's he has really bad gains um but he also has a ton of games played so the system like should have fixed it like fixed by now and you know corrected and put him i don't know in the spot that he's supposed to be at um however it hasn't so i, I i'm gonna probably say just try your best to not pay attention to um like your your gains and losses and, and just sort of like play the game um it's really easy to say um but i think like just skipping through the post game screen not paying attention to the lp gains after the games just kind of like moving into the next one or moving on to your break or whatever you plan to do next is is like going to to be the best way to do it um, there, I, I don't think there's like an easy fix for your situation. Um, and you definitely deserve to be higher ELO than you are, um, at, from, from an outside perspective. So Aiden and any, uh, any yeah, I mean, like, you just have to play there? the game. The reality is like, you're not, you're not fixing the game, uh, points wise. And for your character, like, I mean, I think Lowey's like still not bad, man. Like I'm going to say she, play, she plays a weird way, but like, I don't think it actually yeah. is that I'm going to say crazy. two words. PowerPoint. I think stop doing PowerPoint. I think I think if people you, only make fun of you for it. People only make fun of you for it. But if you want to communicate this to people in a way that's like really that they're gonna laugh at, they're gonna like get a brief rundown of your character. Um you it's know, not like, like he's playing fucking Bard Top, he's playing a Lowey man who's been in the game since like twenty twelve. Clearly people don't know how to play with in his games. So I'm I'm saying make a little PowerPoint. Who has a higher player at Tom Kent or Lowey Top? Let's play this game. I mean, Lowey. It's Lowey. Lowey's 4.5% <laughs> and Tom Kench is 1.6. So Lowey's played three and a half times more yes, than Tom I'm Kench. Yes, I'm not I'm not saying that's not the case. All I I'm just saying think that, is he, that he, he doesn't need a fucking PowerPoint. Everyone knows Lowey's. His question, his question, I am providing an answer to. If you want someone to play around your Lowey in the way that you want to, give him a PowerPoint and tell him, tell him what you plan on doing. Okay, I'll let you Plus know when people post powerpoints. I then post the powerpoint in other uh, game lobbies. Yeah, it's pretending it's very I'm funny. It's very funny. We will laugh. I still at you. post this new new one from. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you uh, fucking, your so character's funny, popular. Yeah. People know what it does. People just don't want to play around it because it's not fun to play around. It's like the reality. 
Olawi yeah. is very much a I, she has to play her style and no one else can interrupt my style and it turns out in a 10 player video game people don't want to play around that way yeah um i, I also don't think she's bad you're obviously good enough no, at the game good, that you're yeah. gonna hit diamond if you keep playing um but it's definitely not your character and you need to you just need to keep at it i think yeah good luck buddy cool Aiden, you're uh, gonna read the next one yeah, it's from Joby, who says, Hey, LeadCast gang, Joby here. It's been a minute since I last emailed, and I wanted to talk about a couple things. First, an explanation why I role-swapped top lane. A few weeks ago on UGG Reviews came out. One of my notes was, uh, I had random role-swap, I think I said that. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't it, random. Maybe it was me. <laughs> yeah. I, I constantly talk about Bill role-swaps. Same. Um, one of my notes was that I had a random roll swap. Well, if it wasn't ran- well, it wasn't random. I just really came. Uh, I just really found myself falling out of love with mid lane, and I found it more fun to being a stupid one op one v my top lane. <laughs> was this written by you? Maybe uh, I can just run over the game, uh, no matter how far lost they are. Also, I love the top lane experience, which brings me to my next point. My wow. collegiate lol experience. Uh, going into the year, I had nine people that signed up uh, when I went into the team, uh, signed up as a mid laner, but they didn't have a top. So I went uh, into that. Uh, it was my second secondary, uh, so I had some experience, but not as much as mid at the time. Due to there being nine people, I ended up playing top lane both A and B teams. Holy shit. Uh, the B wow. team was mostly bronze and silver players, and the A team was, par- uh, was platinum diamond. Holy shit. Mm. Me being a gold had to really step up in order to co- contribute to the team. Overall, we did fairly average with some people graduating some people dropping out we were unable to we were unable to have any teams follow the semester uh, following semester however during my time playing uh, i learned that i learned a lot about coordinated macro optimal drafting and just overall mechanics from players who are better than me i would recommend to give it a try uh, if their colleges uh have the opportunity sorry not sorry for the length of the email thank you for all you do thanks joby yeah and also ps future community nights i've already talked about this but yeah i'm planning on doing one like uh june tournament type thing is june or july so nice yeah. yeah i think one really uh good thing that gets brought up here is that like when the op.gg review happens you have no idea why they <laughs> they swapped right so it's like what you might have flagged is like random role swap yeah we we don't know the context mm-hmm. yeah. when those comments happen um so always a, a grain of salt there but thanks for the email, Joby. Uh, do you want me to grab this one from Large Dad, Nick? Sure. Great. Wait, no. <laughs> you want to Wait, yes, yes, yes. Wait, yes. Okay. <laughs> Evening, gents. Been on that ranked grind this last week, and I've been popping off. Climbed from plat 4, 30 LP to plat 2, 71 LP. In a mere two days, I think I've gone 18 and 5. Unfortunately, wow. now I'm only getting plus 29 for wins and minus 29 for losses. So rip never having to deal with painful gains, uh, but without further ado, it's joke time. What do you call a virgin from mm. Alabama? An orphan. Okay. Thanks, large dad. <laughs> All right, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, he's eight, been crushing it. He's been turning it up. Eighteen and five is a good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, for the people like me who play twenty-three a day sometimes. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Keep it up, large side. Next one is from Caleb, a.k.a. Milkman. Hey, Leecast, it's Caleb, a.k.a. Milkman. I'm mailing in with a question today about one tricks and their builds. You guys have talked a bit about utilizing one tricks as a source to learn and develop your mastery on a champion from. I mean, Viego, as I have said in multiple emails before, but I feel a touch out of place with this advice on one tricks. The most loud one that the Viego mains usually point to that speaks English is LOL Electro, who plays this very assassin Viego playstyle uh, with 
Kraken Slayer. In my own time trying builds, I have attempted to play like this, and it turns the champion into something I can't play. I started playing Viego the way Proplay did, with Divine Thunder into Bork being the meta, even into Worlds last year on Viego, despite the ridicule of every pro by the Viego mains community. I learned the champion with this more burst fighter, health resetting style champion, and my identity as a former Vi main before Viego's me uh, release was that of a tank fired fighter with on-hit damage. I understand a lot has changed in the meta, and I recognize I am gold 3 and the one trick mentioned is Masters, but I do not identify with this Assassin playstyle at all and actually value the fact that Viego is one of the only reset champs that can get his reset on assists and not just kills. Uh, I guess the first question um, with this is, should I ignore the one tricks in the narrative spread by Viego community uh, because I have been climbing, doing my own thing with my own playstyle? And then my second question with this is, how does the conflict with pro play and community of means end up resolving in this situation? Will others recognize that they can have a playstyle that plays off of getting assists by bursting damage and weaving through fights? Or do you think that league players tend to look just look for the stat check narrative over building to complement your playstyle? I would apologize for the length of this email, but this is actually a shorter one for me. Uh, so have a great week, PogChamps. Milkman. Um, first question. If you're finding success, don't move away from it. There's no reason for mm -hmm. you to, to do Absolutely. anything differently. Yeah. Um, second question. Will there be a a, um, a a a chance that people recognize different play styles? Uh, I think specifically with Viego, yes. Um, I think the vast majority of people have have seen Viego with Sunderer and are more accepting of it. Um, but with that in mind, the league community as a whole, I think, has a difficulty adjusting to changes. Um, and to seeing things that are different from the norm. Um, but I, I don't think, um, I, I don't think that's the case with Viego. I think you're fine. Yeah. Um, some other things I would mention, I think definitely building, you know, a character to your play style works and is totally fine to do. Um, you know, we've seen this historically with like, shens who go like lock it redemption and play a super supportive mm -hmm. you know facilitator role we've seen this with you know you know uh, even like the way i played mf last season where it was like nobody was playing like first strike lethality mf it if it works for your playstyle and is working I, I would definitely play it um, I think there's always going to be a disconnect a little bit between solo queue um, and like by the nature of solo queue one tricks with the, the pro play um, where it's like individual individual champion mastery is probably going to be lesser for LCS players because they don't have the time to play 100 games of Fiego a week when they have to practice, you know, 10 on Gragas, 10 on Lee Sin, 10 on Wukong, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah. Um, as well as I think a lot of the one tricks are picking the optimal kind of snowballing solo carry build in most cases, where, yes, you can do more damage and carry harder with, let's say, that Assassin, Kraken Slayer, maybe Bork, I don't know, like, IE, like, full damage, yeah. Glass Cannon, mm -hmm. Viego. Yes, you can hard carry. Yes, you can pop off. But I don't think that's generally the goal, if, you know, for professional play. Like, there's there's a reason we don't very often see, you know, those 
full damage glass cannon carry junglers um that metas tend to shift towards more reliable picks like wukong where it's rare that wukong actually 1v5s a game but are you going to be effective if you're 2-0 yeah are you going to be effective if you're 0-2 yeah you still are Mm -hmm. and i think that most professional teams value that consistency a lot more um because you know the likelihood that you solo kill their jungler like twice in his jungle and then mid lane makes a bad roam to make up for it and you kill him too is just a lot less um and then again you know being down a little bit on wukong versus oh i went i went cracking bork viego but the enemy jungler has three items and i just can't even kill him mm-hmm. i'm completely yeah. useless I, you know i don't have you know reliable hard cc I can't really do utility. I can't really peel. My damage is low. Like, uh, I don't know. It's it, there's definitely a big disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. Good luck, Milfin. Keep it up. All right. Final email from Wild, aka Thane. Uh, Nick, I see why you read the <laughs> why you had me read the last yeah, one is because this buddy. one's very long. You're, you're sneaky. <laughs> it's wild that I wrote that into the script for myself. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's wild that you wrote that into the script. Yeah. Uh, so without further ado, this is a email from uh, Thane. Hey, gents, long time no see. Thought I'd reach out with a response to the roundtable and a fun story. Uh, behemoth email ahead. I apologize for <laughs> nothing. Uh, first things first chain dad stuff thresh mechanics for dummies level one uh your lantern can collect your souls whether it's throwing it into the pit for the souls of an objective you get two every time or chucking it onto your jungler's face when he does his camps you normally get about four souls per camp knowing where the windows where you can grab a few more souls for free can play a huge role in accelerating your passive scaling Uh, level two you can hide the direction that your hook is going to be thrown in Normally, your character will do a slight lean, and he will face the direction the hook is going to go. If you input a move command backwards before pressing Q where you want the hook to go, the wind-up will happen while you're facing the direction you moved. Then the hook will fly out of the back of your character model in the proper direction you aimed it. There's a huge ceiling to the tricks you can do with this, but it's already a great advantage to make enemies consider the hook flying in any direction from whenever they see you winding up to throw it. Level three, buffering your hook. You can buffer your hook on CC, just like a Trist W or an Ezreal E. If you can get the cast started before you're stunned, it will finish the cast and throw the hook, all while you're stunned or knocked up, whatever. Uh, This is super useful in general, but especially in a 2v2 lane, since if you land the buffered hook, it either ensures that both you and the enemy supports are stunned together, or you can hook the enemy carry and have them locked down even though you're stunned yourself. Bonus tip, this works with Hourglass 2 if you buffer the hook before going golden. Hmm. Uh, That one definitely, I can say I've done a ton, where it's like, you know the Nautilus hook is going to hit you, so you just throw yours so you both hook each other. Yeah. Uh, Very, very common. Level 4, flay while following Q2. You can flay mid-travel while you're following your hook, and it does weird things to the hitbox where it stretches and seems to hit in more than one place the animation will not line up with the actual area that gets flayed and it hides the proper location in a way that's very difficult to dodge this is especially helpful in team fights since there can be a lot of targets to focus on coming from multiple different directions 
bonus tips for using hooks, uh, using hook for mobility. Normally, if you hook a minion and it dies from the damage, you can't reactivate Q to get pulled to it. If you time your Q2 with the frame the hook impacts, you'll get pulled to the place that that minion died, even if your hook isn't attached to anything. Did not know that. Hope that that hmm. was a fun yeah, chat. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm sure Nick knew all these things already. What is that though. supposed to mean? I don't know that you're a giga uh, brain support player, so you know <laughs> okay. everything. I don't play Thresh, though. I should. That character's good. He's so fun. I, I, I've played a good amount of Thresh. I didn't know you could insta reproc to jump to something you kill. Yeah, I, I didn't know the, that either. The timing probably has to be really yeah. precise. Um, and I guess do you I... Think, do you think there are some things that... Like, obviously, there are some, like tricks that you can do at low ping are there some tricks that you could do only at high ping you think no i, I don't no. think so like no I, I don't know if you were high enough ping you couldn't do the alistair combo right like you couldn't input it enough but, yeah, but what, <laughs> I, I don't know i was just i'm just thinking I'm, I'm just thinking okay using i'm thinking outside the box that's the, the, that's the difference between me and you aiden okay? the closest thing you could have is like okay in theory if you like it takes you a second to delay. You could get your mouse to somewhere else on the screen quick enough, but then your second input is still delayed. So you'd have yeah, to, you'd know. only have to have a, you'd only have to have a delay for your first input for well, it, well, I there was, to ever be a scenario, right? Well, I was thinking, like, sorry, go ahead. If you had a lag switch, right? And you were able, you had, you had a fucking, your foot yeah, going yeah, on your yeah. lag switch, right? And you could lag switch yourself up to like 300 ping um, and then drop your first GP barrel and then leg switch yourself back down to zero ping and then drop your second, it'd probably be easier to two barrel combo. Yeah, I mean, yes, but I was thinking like in his example, right? The minion dies and you can still Q2, Q2 to it. So I was wondering like, it, like is if the minion is still alive on his screen because it hasn't died yet because his ping is high, like if that was something that, like an example of that, you know? Like the, I, the minion hasn't died on his on his computer on his client. Yeah, I don't think that's how but it I don't, works, though. I I don't I don't know. I was just curious. I I I don't want to be too confident because I don't actually know, but I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Right, like your ping is just how long it takes for commands you send to like reach the server and like the actual live environment of the game, and for that response to get sent back to you. Mm -hmm. So even if it's still live on your screen, if you do that, like it's not gonna work. I don't, I don't think there's anything you can do with more ping that you can't do with less. And I think it's just a just a thought. Even I think even with low ping, that it's not that it necessarily makes things possible. It's just that it 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 lets you like visually confirm things. Like you can Alistar combo at any ping if you if you just hit W and Q like at the correct timing. Now your W is not actually going to apply until let's say like half a second later. But like the W and Q command, the time between them doesn't change. I, I just meant like a very, very like yeah. high, just just as an, an extreme example. Yeah, you are very, very high, aren't Thank you? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, lastly, story update. Uh, someone's cursors. Oh, there we go. I reached out to you guys about two years ago when my girlfriend was first trying League. You had some amazing insight on how to make things more approachable for her and keep things fun. Long story short, it worked. League is now a central part of our recreation time together, and gaming together has blossomed into a considerable part of our relationship. She's grown into a quite confident AD carry main, and I've watched her tear it up on everyone from Aphelios to Draven. Nyla is her current project, and she's been loving the champion so far. She talks more trash with my boys than I do, hangs out with them late playing other games or chatting after I'm in bed, 
and we just met a bunch of them IRL a few weeks ago when they all took road trips to come celebrate her birthday together. We finally have a genuine shared friend group for the first time in over half a decade of being together. Even better, having her intimately involved with the group has been a catalyst for everyone else's girlfriends diving in. Two more besides her are now involved with the friend circle, trying PC gaming for the first time, and beginning to share this hobby in their relationship as well. Thanks again for all you do to foster positive and constructive community, because you're right. At the end of the day, if you aren't making this game your career, it's a game. It's about having fun, spending time with people you care about, and making memories together. Everything else aside from that is secondary. P.S. I passed 750,000 mastery on Thresh recently. Road to 1 million will be a long one, but I might get there this year. That's awesome. Like how a, much money you make playing Lee, you story. fucking loser. You're master and you make no money playing Lee, you fucking I, little bitch. I'll have you know I work at a paper mill and I make <laughs> yeah. bank. Yeah. Colton, I don't I don't think you were there, but we've run I into him. I wasn't in the game. But we've run into him more than once. After? Yeah, more than <laughs> once. Like we ran into him this past weekend and um I every time I see him, I ask him how's the paper doing today? And he never replies to me, so I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. How's, if, how's uh, the quality of the paper today, sir? Yeah, how's the, how's the paper today? Day. Yeah, it's it's really funny um, because the first time I asked him that, he said the Starburst wrappers are really good today, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only time he's responded. Every time, every other time, nothing. Very cool. You um, should find him IRL. <laughs> okay Thunder thank Mifflin. you guys <laughs> yeah we called him uh michael scott the first time he said that <laughs> he got mad he's like funny. no he was he was a salesman <laughs> yeah, he, yeah um awesome glad to hear that wild thing um that's really cool what a what a great story i hope um i hope she continues to tear it up on nyla uh, that'll do it for this episode of LeeCast. If you want to send us an email, it's minuteleecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kinglardout, bluebasket, and LeeCastFrost. Tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook or LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash LeeCast, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash LeeCast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.